of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. I hear talking about worship, theology, and culture on this Act of Worship podcast. It's good to be with you today, and thank you for listening. Um, today, I'm going to talk about a topic that uh, probably has come up at some point in your life if you have been in church and been a Christian for any length of time. Um, you, you've probably heard somebody ask you, how does God speak to you, or how do you know God is speaking? Or how do you hear from God? Something along those lines. As a minister of the gospel, that is a question that has been asked to me quite often. And sometimes I uh, have a difficult time answering that because it is not an easy answer. You know, serving an invisible God, it, it might certainly seem challenging to hear from Him or to even know if what we are hearing from Him is Him at all. Uh, and so as a minister, I, I sometimes find it difficult to, to find the words to uh, speak to people and tell them this is how God is speaking. I think if there were a cut and dry answer, I'm sure these types of questions would not be asked. But there's not. There's not a cut and dry answer. And we have to sift through the myriad of distractions and messages coming at us from all directions and recognize the truth that God definitely does speak to his people. And so how do we do this? How do we know God is speaking? Well, I have some practical suggestions, but beyond that, I want to discuss some ways that we can know God is speaking to us. Ultimately, if it's up to us individually to make that determination. We have to uh, personally know how God is speaking to us and what he is saying. Uh, but being mindful of a few things regarding God speaking, I think will greatly aid in our ability to perceive God's voice to us, both individually and corporately. Uh, so, so let's get into this. How does God speak to you? Uh, the first way, I think, and probably the most obvious to me, is the Bible. Um, bear in mind that the word spoken of in Scripture, when the Bible uses the term the word, it is usually referring to Jesus Christ not just the text of the Bible. In other words, the Bible is the word because it centers around the person and work of Jesus. Jesus is superior to the Bible because he is the very one who spoke it and who created it. The Bible is about him. And so for that reason, we can trust Scripture. And we can trust it and rely on it. If Jesus is right, then the Bible is right. So when we're discerning whether God is speaking, we have to be ever cognizant of the fact that God speaks. When he speaks, he never contradicts his word. He never contradicts the Bible. He, in other words, uh, for example, he will not tell a spouse to abandon their marriage. Now, uh, this is not to say that there are no gray areas. <laughs> uh, situations are different. Circumstances are different, and undoubtedly there are times when interpretation comes into play. Uh, but there are some clear-cut things uh, in the Bible. Um, God will never tell us to murder somebody. That, that, that will not be from him if he tells you to murder somebody. That's coming from somebody else or something else. 
Uh, But the Bible should be the primary tool used for God to speak to us. And in fact, I would suggest that the Bible should be the first place we turn to hear God speak and rest to try to achieve. It's a perpetual fact. In other words, he continuously leads us whether we realize it or not. The thing is, uh, we disobey. Disobedience doesn't happen because God is not leading. He is leading, but we choose to disobey. Uh, similarly, the peace of Christ continuously guards our hearts and minds. It moves beyond human understanding because it's not from human logic. Uh, human logic. It's from God. And so the peace of God cannot be explained. You can have the peace of God even in the most uh, tumultuous situation. The peace of God always exists. It's always there among the people of God. And so as his people, we have it. But do we allow ourselves to be governed by it? Uh, Listen, we're we're not promised ease. We are never promised ease in Scripture. In fact, we're promised quite the opposite, difficulties and um, and maybe poverty. I mean, there there, there are things that that we go through in this life that, that, that are guaranteed, and it won't be easy. Uh, But yet, the peace of God exists, and it's still there. It's unexplainable, but when we allow ourselves to be moved and controlled by God's peace, we hear God in no uncertain terms. It's more than a feeling. The peace of God, it grants us the certainty in, in uncertain times. And so that's why it's unexplainable. It transcends all human understanding. And so God speaks through his unexplainable peace. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about here, and these are just my ideas. Maybe you have some others, but uh, um, another way that God speaks to us, believe it or not, is through recurring thoughts, ideas, and even dreams. Nowhere in Scripture are we told that God has ceased speaking to people in these manners. And while they might be rare, as they were in the Bible as well, uh, God still speaks through these mechanisms. I have built a foundation here upon which God speaks, beginning with the Bible and prayer. And then, so going back to the Bible, when God speaks through thoughts, ideas, and dreams, they will not contradict the text of Scripture. If you delight yourself in the Lord, the thoughts and ideas you have, similar to desires uh, that I just talked about, they could be from God. So don't disregard them. Um, I know people that God has spoken to through dreams. Uh, sometimes it's a recurring dream that just happens over and over again. Well, you're not having that dream for no reason, probably. It's probably somebody, uh, namely God, trying to tell you something. And God still does that. And he might not do that for everybody and at all times, but sometimes that does happen. And God places these items in our minds for a purpose, specifically thoughts and ideas. Again, like desire. If your delight is in the Lord, and you have thoughts, you have ideas, you have desires, they're probably there for a purpose, but that's something that you have to determine. Uh, So so in conclusion, God's messages to us are are personal. Um, So we have the responsibility of determining what to do with them. So I've given you some practical ways here God speaks to us, but the truth is that we individually have to figure that out. It's not said very often, but sometimes God gives us choices. Sometimes we think it's door A, B, or C, and and one is right and the others are wrong, and 
reality is that it could be either one of those and it would be just fine. That doesn't happen all the time, but I think that happens a lot. Um, the determination has to be made by us individually. God speaks to his people individually and corporately. And so it's typical to have, uh, have to discern whether God is speaking to us. That is a part of Christian life. God is speaking. Hear me here. He is currently and always is speaking. The question is whether we are listening, whether we're prepared and willing to obey, and how we will discern what he is saying. Thanks for listening. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Did it, did it.